Hey, this is HK Perrin, and you're listening to Echoplex Media. Check out the Intellectual Dollar Tree live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Hello, wherever you are in any part of the world. Hello from my heart to yours. Read it. 
welcome to the Plex. Welcome uh, live viewers and listeners. Welcome podcast listeners. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Media. And it's uh, simulcasting some other places, but we're not going to really worry about that too much because nobody uh, watches anywhere but Twitch. So head on over to Twitch. You can support this program and the broader project at uh, patreon.com slash echoplex. <clears throat> or if you're extra cool, you can go to eplex.store and sign up for a membership. It gives you all the same benefits that a Patreon membership would give you, but you also get a discount on a uh, cool merch like the hat I'm wearing, which has seen better days, but I have put it through some shit, so it's no dig at the quality of the hat. Anyway, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and uh, this is what the people want. I don't hate the cops. Oh, there's a person inside when the truncheon stops Oh, donate the cops Oh, when the raiders come Who will protect the shops? Donate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops oh, Donate the cops Donate the cops oh, Donate the cops like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops docket for this week's news thanks to everybody in the discord who helped out with that could not do the show without your help because i am uh, busy and exhausted sometimes something gets put in the discord on the plex docket where i'm just like i don't know what to do with this so i put it first and uh this is uh that kind of thing la 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 trump won 
Everyone knows that Trump won. La la la, Trump won. Trump. People listening on like the podcast on Spotify or whatever, you kind of have to like actually watch this video. Uh, the video, the link is in the show notes. Trump won. Trump won. Mar-a-Lago. Trump won. China, now come on. Everyone knows that Trump won. La la la, Trump won. Trump won. Trump won. Mar-a-Lago. Feels so good being back. Spitting truth, talking smack. Gonna lay on the pressure. Big James Lindsay vibes right there. Feds wrecked us by design. Put us all on decline. Just wading through this hell has made us want Trumpy more. Even though you ain't cool with it Trump's in the air with his hair out of the hype of it Left-wing lies and raps and tries Are never gon' deter me Cause I may be MAGA Even though you ain't cool with it Trump's in the air with his hair out of the hype of it Left-wing lies and raps and tries Are never gon' deter me La la la, come on, come on, come on I like it, Trumpy, get on, get on, get on That Trump drink comfy, game on, game on, game on Let's save our country, bet on, bet on, bet on Or stand victory Feds wrecked us by design Put us all on decline Just wading through this hell has made us want Trumpy more Cause I may be MAGA even though you ain't cool with it Trump's in the air with his hair out of the hype of it Left wing lies and raps me who tries on never gon' deter me La 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 come on, come on, come on I- Ah, <laughs> oh, the music industry will never recover from that folks Shout out to now 2024 karma for that and uh shout out to used to k in the chat for trumping that or for trumping for tracking that one down listen to me listen to me there keeping with the musical theme um this is from a history falls apart on twitter <laughs> i usually don't watch things before i run them on the show but this i watched actually like five times before i ran it up before i run it on the show uh, because after the first time i watched it i'm like it's still going to be funny like the hundredth time i watch it so check this out and on June 14th, 1946, God lost a bet with Satan, and Satan said, pay up. So God made Trump. God said, I need someone willing to get up before dawn to call Fox and friends, hypnotize Brian Kilmeade, beg for money, bang a porn star, get someone killed, pay off a porn star, and tweet until noon until he stumbles into work wearing a Big Mac like an alien facehugger. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need a sweaty swindler with arms long enough to cheat at golf, but hands small enough to order off the kids' menu. Someone who could sell shit to a shithole or a cock ring to Lolo Jones at a purity ring kiosk. A flatulent fraud to wank a warmonger, shank a translator, fillet a potentate. Hide a bone saw, sell a secret, come home hungry. Stop at KFC, promise to pay for everyone's meals, dock the check. Call the first lady having lunch with friends in a different state. Then tell the ladies he needs a moment alone with the first lady because she should probably get tested for hepatitis. And to be sure, 
sure to come back real soon, ladies, <laughs> especially the ones with behemoth bazongas. So God gave us Trump. I need a savage beast, soothed by Kid Rock whistling Dixie, bewildered by water, incontinent enough to wear a triple XL diaper secured by exoskeletal girdle, hydraulic lift, and bioweapons containment team willing to give their lives for the love music is great. Inbred and a necrotic squash, a flim flam philanderer who can turn shit to gold, gold to shit, soybean farmers to welfare queens, a reeking rake who can't read but speaks in tongues, manifesting mind comp like a riddle in roused Rhonda Byrne Ubermensch. So God gave us Trump. God said I need a tacky trickster who writes like a fourth grader, talks like a third grader, cheats like a fornicator, brags like a compensator, and dresses like a headwaiter who wears golf cleats to church. A louse who leans 60 degrees and three-inch lifts, waddling down a ramp, grabbing a steering wheel, tear-gassing a book club, with the fetid charnel house miasma of splenetic emissions escaping his manly sweat glands and ass pores, all the while bankrupting a casino, chiseling the secret service, stealing government staplers, losing a lawsuit, inciting a riot, looking up his daughter's skirt with shoe mirrors, and masturbating on a Bible. So God made Trump. And God said, I need an absentee father, deadbeat debtor, vengeful vulgarian to be my champion with a golden mane. And the mane shall extend a hand's breadth below the ear on the right, one cubit below the ear on the left, two cubits from the crown to the upper back. The back shall be fire-hosed forward, transected like a lattice crust of the world's rankest pork pie, raked back and secured with the least woke hair product from among the Canaanites. But the bald patch, in the center of the garden, you shall not touch, for it is holy to the Lord. I could watch that all, all night, but I could watch those two things for like an hour. Actually, they were both uh, pretty good, but we have to move on here. And we're, by move on, I mean, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, not her music. I don't care about her music. I'm not really a big fan of pop music, but I do understand that she's quite talented and that's fine. What I mostly like about her is, uh, well, stuff like this. Wow, the whole world is talking about Taylor Swift. Uh, I like Taylor Swift. I like the song called Style. I like the song where she's complaining about her boyfriend who lied to her. I like Oh, the song shit. Uh, Greg Kelly is a Swifty. I didn't know that. About the boyfriend who dumped her. I like the song about the girlfriend who let her down on the big night. She was expecting all the support at the party. I kind of have a problem, though, with the hardcore Taylor Swift fans. They are totally over the top worshiping this woman. Have you seen any of the pictures I've, uh, of her in concert? I wouldn't go myself. Oh, my I don't God, do that that's such a cool anymore. picture. But I think what they call it is uh, they're elevating her to... An idol, idolatry. This is a little it's bit just a what fandom, dude. Get over it. I think looks like, and you're not supposed to do that. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. So I don't like that, and I'm also. Does God hate it when you like things, <laughs> folks? Is it a sin to like things? I think it's a sin to like things. So that was a little weird, but not as weird as the next thing I'm going to show you. We uh, haven't seen uh, Brendan Dilly that much lately, but boy, is he fucking pissed off at Taylor Swift. Shout out to Right Wing Watch, as, as always. Could not uh, do this without Right Wing Watch. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be straight like up blunt with you. As long as Taylor Swift remains, we'll call it a free agent, we will behave a certain way. The second she makes the other the wrong choice, it is absolutely incumbent upon us to punish that bitch for the doing that. What? Do you understand? 
You can, that's, you don't, you do not, you do not want to um, piss off her fans, Brendan Dilly. We wait, we, right now, there's been no commitment. So for there, for now, we, we essentially are courting different people. And this goes for everybody. There are people that you are courting. Once they make the wrong choice, you punish. Do you understand? Um, No. What do you mean we're courting them and once they make the wrong choice, you punish them? That guy's crazy, right? Like, he's crazy. Brandon Dilly is fucking crazy. Also, like, I'm just telling you, he doesn't, uh-uh. None of these people want any of that smoke. Like, if the fucking, if the, if Taylor Swift Twitter gets a hold of some of this stuff, uh-uh. I'm not saying they should. Or that it's right, but they will fucking they will fucking torment this man for months. This, this lady's fans really like her, so don't worry though. Um, <clears throat> did you know that uh, Taylor Swift dating a football player is actually a psyop? America's pop star celebrity sweetheart joins forces with a top dog in the NFL, playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. This is bread and circuses on steroids. Major League Sports in and of itself is nothing but a psyop. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. Many end up devoting their entire childhood to competing in various sports, only to be cut from the team, at which point they become brainwashed into supporting professional teams because they know their dreams of becoming a pro athlete will probably never happen. So then they become obsessed with some grown man who gets paid millions of dollars every year to throw a ball around while promoting poison death shots and child slave labor through very- <laughs> Oh, whoa. Friends, this should have been in red light. Various brand deals and endorsements. So sad. Imagine being so brainwashed by sports, you actually show up to your team stadium to shovel snow for free so you can watch a bunch of grown men who are overpaid tackle each other. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Seriously, though, trudging through three feet of snow amid a massive Wait, those are, those are Packers fans, I think. Are those Packers fans? Those are Packers fans. This, this ain't shit. Just to watch a game? Yeah, sorry, you couldn't <laughs> pay me to do that. Just imagine for a moment if people were as dedicated to Jesus as they are professional sports. I think the country might look pretty different if that were the case. But sadly, as we know, it's not. And perhaps that's why we're witnessing the crumbling and degradation of our once great nation. Instead, all we seem to care about are the celebrities and athletes propped up by the Hollywood elites and this ongoing theater, this fake, carefully crafted show that the masses have been hypnotized by and can't seem to turn off. Oh, yes, we never had celebrities before. Did you know also that uh, pop stars and other celebrities would never date famous athletes before, ever, at all? None of, none of this ever happened until now. I don't know why it's happening. It's all, it's all brand new. Brand new stuff, everybody. This was never a thing. Famous people never used to date each other. Uh-oh. Here's a guy worried about, uh, here's some, uh, some right-wing broadcaster worried about what, what happens if my son uh, dates uh, Taylor Swift. A friend, your son's not going to date Taylor Swift. Here you have Taylor Swift, probably just met Travis Kelsey's mom for the first time. They're at the game last week, and she's going, let's effing go, well, no, right in but, front of her. But Travis Kelsey said that Oh, uh, yes, nobody used to swear at the sports stadiums. 
in the booth that she was sitting in, her, his family, uh, everybody said that she was so lovely. Lovely. Until, I'm sorry, if I heard that and, and my son was dating a girl has a mouth like a teamster, that's Whoa. it. Either way, this couple is already no more annoying. To Follow up. This is just what you do at a sports game. You know, you fucking get them. It's fucking, yeah. Come on, man. Keep this guy away from sports stadiums. Oh, up next, uh, I don't usually like James Carville. I think he's kind of annoying. Um, don't like his politics very much. Just, uh, likes power mostly, but, uh, sometimes he's kind of funny. And in this, he, he, he kind of funny. Well, I, I bet on the Ravens. I wish she would have broken up with him before the game. The guy killed him. and had like 11 receptions. This now, the other thing I saw before I came in here, they're claiming that she and uh, the Trump's bufonic attorney, or I know whatever her name is, that she's also a deep state plant. I, I, you know, I, I don't know, but apparently this, this Kelsey is a really good football player, and apparently Ms. Swift makes him a better one. If, if you're Donald Trump or, or part of the far right, and you're having trouble with women voters, is there a worse strategy than attacking Taylor Swift? You know, I don't think there's anything strategic about this. I think, these, I think most of these people are sexually inadequate, <laughs> and they go for all this crazy stuff. And I don't think, and it's nothing strategic about something that stupid. It's, it's just real stupidity to, to believe something like that. And she seems to me, I don't, I'm not very familiar with her, her generation. She seems like a, a, a really nice person, kind of well, well raised, and, and you know, gives people at work for like hundred thousand dollar bonuses. What's that not to like about Miss Swift? I have no idea. I don't, I don't get the memo. Do you think it'll? Yeah, that's my take too. I'm not like into her music or whatever, but she seems all right. If her like she's most celebrities, most people are just completely fucking ruined as human beings by the time they reach Taylor Swift's age. And she seemed like she's doing okay. If all this stuff hadn't blown up yet, I don't know if their face is blown offable, but it's massively entertaining to watch people this stupid go public. Honestly, I can't get enough of it. I mean, I, come on, you can't be that dumb, can you? Well, they're there for you. It seems like that these outlets are there for you, James, to entertain you. So, so I don't always agree with this guy's politics, but he's welcome on Conspiracy Bingo anytime because he would probably have some good fucking jokes about some of the people we cover on Conspiracy Bingo. Yeah, come on, come on, Echoplex, come on, Echoplex. We won't, I won't argue with you too much about your shit lib and politics. I'll, I'll bother you a little bit about it, but you'll probably have some jokes about me and my politics, so we'll get along fine. We'll get along fine. We're both generally pointed in the same direction most of the time, though I don't suck up to powerful people the way this guy does. Anyway, don't worry, uh, Bumblejack, uh, Jack Posobiec, has uh, some, some news for you when it comes to uh, celebrities and politics. Wellness movement, the millions watching back TV, when we do the podcast, when we do War Room, when we do human events, right? That's who we got. And so that's who we have to go to war with. And so when it comes to winning these elections, we have to understand the new game. And when I talk about Taylor Swift, I say it's, it's so obvious to me. She's the perfect vehicle to go to those low propensity uh, white liberal women to say, I need you to come out. I need you to come out for what? What will be the issue? It'll be abortion, right? Abortion will be the issue. You need to come out. You need to get out on here. And we can all see it. I'm sorry. 
I, 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 I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But unfortunately, I have to live in the world of, of, of what's, uh, you know, what potential threats could be out there. And the indicators and warnings right now are, are going off the charts that, uh, that, of course, she, you know, came out as a Democrat in 2020. She attacked Marsha Blackburn in 2018. Uh, she's driven out voters using her social media presence in the past. And so it really seems like all the indicators going. And then, of course, the new, and then you have know, to take my word for it. Uh, the New York Times has already said, uh, that the Biden administration is working on what they call the Taylor strategy. So again, it's not about her as a person. It's about the machine that's around her and how they can use the power of her celebrity. And people have said, well, wait a minute, Jack. Celebrities have always gotten into politics and it doesn't really matter. Yes, it matters now because they changed the system of voting. Right. Because they changed it to ballots, because they changed it. to. And, and by the they way, changed it to ballots. How did we vote before? Was it just vibes? We can do this as well. We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, that's not good. We have Ted Nugent. Uh -oh. We have influencers. Right. We have all these people. John Voight. John we have Voight. People that can come out and use their audiences, number one. And, and, and <laughs> I want an army of Scott Presslers. Uh, Jim Caviezel. At every Kid Rock event and every Ted Nugent event, and I hope, by the way, and I, I need to talk to those guys about this because I've got this idea that maybe we even ask them, you guys mind doing a little tour later this year? Are you doing anything this fall? And I don't know where, but maybe I could think of a couple of states like, I don't know, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, to have them running around Nevada, and Nevada, of course, Nevada, please. Yes, of course, we're right here. So... The, it's, it's all about operations right now. It's about, they've got their operation. It's Are you to send John right Voight on a fucking, on a tour with Kid Rock? Like, what is John Voight going to do? Kevin Sorbo out there. Fucking, Jim Caviezel is going to write a song. Uh, he's just going to actually rip off the Kodachrome song and make it about Adrenochrome. <sighs> <laughs> Okay, so next we're going to, we got two clips from Fox's The Five. The first clip will be the end of our uh, Taylor Swift segment. This will be um, Jessica Tarlov just keenly stating the obvious, as she often does on Fox's The Five. I'm glad she's on there because she just says very uh, normal and obvious things to these uh, weirdos. I think it's Rick Schroeder, too. Ever encountered a candidate who would turn down an endorsement or a fundraiser with people who are popular? Now, there are some endorsements that you get where you have to run to a camera right away and say, I hate this person. I have no idea why they said that they like me. But if Donald Trump got the opportunity to have past former Republican presidents, like if George W. Bush wanted to be seen with him. Ooh, but you're wrong there. George W. Bush trying desperately to repair his uh, legacy by making weird paintings and mostly shutting the fuck up. I, he would welcome him in and he would say something snarky, I'm sure, about his change and heart over the Iraq war, but he would say, we're all Republicans, right? I w want your vote, and here's W endorsing me. Same thing, we talk about these pop stars, right? Donald Trump only has Kid Rock and Vanilla Ice. I'm sure he would like to have more. And people who have the same kind of appeal, we talk about how they could win all the time, like Oprah and Michelle Obama and Taylor Swift are people who have fans across the country regardless of their political beliefs. Yeah, she's just keenly stating the obvious to these people. They just don't get it. <coughs> I like how she said, said you know, Trump's uh, just got uh, Kid Rock and Vanilla Ice. I forgot about Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice is a chud. Um, whatever. Up next, 
Here is uh, Tarlov again, uh, just kind of keenly stating the obvious to the, the rest of the people on Fox's The Five. This is about uh, the upcoming election, the general election. Church, he goes to church. You want to talk? Let's he talk about that. Let's talk about that lawsuit thing. Go ahead, Jessica. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that you shouldn't sexually assault people and then you shouldn't defame okay, them. Okay, was he found guilty of sexual yes, he assault? Was. He was a he criminal? Was, by a jury. was a criminal? It was it says, that was it's civil. civil. Yeah. Oh, that means it, it doesn't a, count? Okay. It means it's not a guilty verdict. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you're found uh, civilly liable. It's liable, liable. It's not a guilty verdict. But what a weird, what a weird distinction to like lean into or whatever. It's always nice to bring something up that has that, nothing to do to with your, the topic. It does. You said the campaign strategy. You know, just, just stop interrupting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Long week ahead. Yes. God, that that poor lady. That poor lady. She seems okay. I, I do like she's she's got she's not like afraid to just tell these people that they're wrong. She's like she's like not. If you remember, there was a show way back in the day on Fox called uh, Hannity and Combs. It was uh, Sean Hannity and Alan Combs. And Alan Combs was kind of diminutive. Diminutive. What's the word I'm looking for? He was, he was second fiddle to Hannity for sure and would always back down. This lady, this lady's cool. She's like, I'm, she just, she's like, I'm going to say some things actually. And she's like, I'm not backing down to any of you. Yeah, like somebody in chat just said, I hope she's getting paid for that shit too. I hope she's getting paid. She probably is because she's the one who brings conflict to the show. So up next, we got, uh, this is Florida's uh, representative from the 27th district. Um, her name is Elvira Salazar, which is kind of a cool name, actually. Uh, she's going to take credit for uh, projects uh, that she uh, voted against. And she's going to get fact-checked in real time on CBS News Miami. Last month, you were at FIU and you presented a check for $650,000 to help small businesses at FIU. But you voted against the bill that gave the money that you then signed a check for and handed and had a photo op. The Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. Right? You voted against that bill. I, I, right now, you have to give me more details, but I do know that every time I have an opportunity to bring money to my constituents, I do so. I well, just did four hundred thousand, ma'am. Ma'am, what is your job? Dollars, but look, well, you, but you voted against you voted against the Chips and Science Act, right? Listen, I right now I need to I need to ask <laughs> myself. Listen, listen, I don't want to talk about what I do. I don't want to talk about my job or anything having to do. I, she's like, I came on. I don't even know why I came on here. Actually, what am I doing here? Million dollars that I have brought to this community. No, what's, what's, Aren't you proud of me? Aren't you proud of the forty million dollars that I brought? Much, but how Aren't you much? proud that I wrote the Dignity Act? Haven't I? Let's talk about the Americas. Wait, Act. wait, wait. Sorry, Mark, let me one second. Tell me. The money that you talk about, the $40 million that you bring back to the district, sometimes that money comes from bills that you voted against. You voted against the CHIPS Act, and yet you praise the fact that the South Florida Climate Resilience Tech Hub is going to be started in Miami, right? You voted against the infrastructure bill, and you talk about all the money that comes back to the airport. So at the same time that you're taking credit for the money that you bring back to the district, in Washington, you're voting against these projects on party line votes. Listen, I, that was, I think, last cycle. I cannot really remember right now, but just look, let's look at the America's Act, which is what I'm going to vote. So you don't want to explain why I, you I voted really against cannot, I mean, right <laughs> she's now. She's like, listen, she's like, I only remember that I voted for this one thing. And I'd like to talk about that. 
Uh, the fucking interviewer is doing a bang up job here. He's not being rude or anything. He's just like, but wait a minute. And I'm not trying to be a politician. There's so many bills that I've introduced that I know that no, no, many these are of them bills that you voted me, against. The, that yeah. I understand. And, but they, it's okay. Sometimes these are I vote bills. and sometimes I don't. But let's look at sometimes the Sometimes I vote for things, sometimes I don't. Okay. And let's look at the. De- <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes I vote for things, sometimes I don't. I just kind of forget about it afterwards, actually. And I just like, whatever, if there's money coming in, she's like, I'll hand him the check. Fuck it. She's like, I'm not here to be a politician, but she just described what people hate about fucking politicians. <laughs> well, not, that's not the only thing, but it's one of the things people hate about politicians is like, is that being like, being like duplicitous, right? Like pretending to have done one thing when you actually did the other. Up next, we got Oklahoma state Senator Dusty D. Deve- Devers, and I have a feeling we're going to be um, playing a lot of clips of him this year. This guy is this guy's something else. This guy's something else. Governing is about a use of authority, and what are the what what is the standard for the use of authority, and is that authority prescribed in the scriptures? And we would say yes. God prescribes. Uh, servants of his to govern as his mediators in this on this earth. Uh, the establishment clause of the First Amendment has a different view, but go on. And so he has prescribed governing, and then he has also prescribed the means for our governing, and that means is in accordance with his word. And if we do otherwise, then we are essentially uh, usurping the sovereign rule of God through Christ, who has been seated above every power in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Uh, earth. So that's our marching orders. And it's pretty straightforward as far as, uh, you know, if you want to talk about Christian nationalism, what we mean by a Christian nation well <laughs> i like the under the earth part does he mean like below the surface or does he mean like under the earth and below the turtle it's a good thing these people are stupid i'm just telling you it's a good thing a lot of these people are a stupid this uh has happened on the house floor this is uh Congressman Robert Garcia going over some uh, fun border ideas that have been presented to us by um, the grand old party. I want to remind the public that Donald Trump and House Republicans also have their own ideas for the border. So let's review the majority's border ideas that they've actually presented. Here they are. Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border fence and maybe even put some spikes on the border. That's another Donald Trump and MAGA majority border idea. Another idea, which I'm not sure how how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb northern Mexico with missiles. (laughs) That's another Trump idea. And finally, I think one of the ones that I think um, is the most grotesque is suggestions that instead we should maybe just shoot migrants in the legs as they cross the border. So once again, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator moats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, 
and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. That is the Donald Trump border plan. And so again, we are here today with these horrific ideas being presented constantly by the former president. This is all about trying to get Donald Trump reelected. Donald Trump himself is saying he wants no solutions this year out of the Congress and Secretary Mayorkas and President Biden continue to offer solutions every day and are ready to actually talk about real immigration and border solutions in this country. And with that, I Mr. Yield Garcia, time. will you yield? <laughs> he said, I yield my time. And somebody said, Mr. Garcia, will you yield your time? <clears throat> uh, somebody in chat just said, electrify the alligators. I said, why not? Why not have electric alligators? There are electric eels. So why not have electric alligators? Sounds like a great idea. I don't know what to do about the border. I don't talk about it very much because I'm not very informed on the issue, but it seems like the alligators, as fun as it may sound, um, it seems stupid. The alligators would eventually get, uh, I don't know, maybe the alligators would just be like, oh, actually, I'm going to kind of help the uh, migrants. They seem like they've had a, a rough day. What if the alligators are like super nice and are like, oh, we'll give you a ride. Then what? Then what do you do? What do you do if the alligators go fucking rogue? What do you do? <sighs> this is great. This is from... Um, I forgot that Tom Cotton even exists. Um, this is uh, him uh, questioning the TikTok CEO uh, as to whether or not he's ever been uh, a member of the Chinese Communist Party. The problem is that the TikTok CEO uh, um, isn't, isn't from China. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation asked, in Singapore. I, no, I, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half years in Singapore. Do you, have any other, do you have any other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Let me ask you some hopefully simple questions. You said <laughs> earlier, in response to your question, that what happened at Tiananmen Square in June of 1989 was a massive protest. Did anything else happen in Tiananmen Square? Yes, I think it's well documented. There was a massacre. Uh, there was a, yeah. the indiscriminate slaughter of hundreds or thousands of Chinese citizens. Okay. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen? <laughs> the guy was laughing at him. He's like, dude, I served in the army in Singapore. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm Singaporean. Like, what the fuck? And then even Fox News, even Fox News was like, dude, what are you doing? Here he is on, <laughs> here he is on Fox News. Apparently, oh, this is a Fox News alert, everybody. Everything's a fucking Fox News alert. But I, it's just. It's just amazing. Even 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 the fucking people at Fox News here are like, okay, this, this is a little bit, this is a little bit stupid. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party, Senator? I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Let what were you getting at there? It's, it's getting a lot of attention. Singapore is obviously self-governed, has been since 1959. Um, do you have some kind of information on this TikTok CEO that we should be aware of? Well, first off, he acknowledged that TikTok is under the control of a company that has its own internal Chinese Communist Party committee. 
He himself worked for a company before he went to TikTok and ByteDance that was sanctioned by the United States government as a Chinese communist controlled military company. TikTok and its parent ByteDance answers to China. And uh, of course, you can be affiliated with or associated with the Chinese Communist Party anywhere in the world. The Biden administration has many cases against American citizens who have been collaborating with and working on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. Singapore, unfortunately, is one of the places in the world that has the highest degree of infiltration and influence by the Chinese Communist Party. So Mr. Chu has a lot to answer for, for what his app is doing in America and why it's... But you didn't ask him, as far as I know, you didn't ask him about the app. It, it sounds like you just think he has a lot to answer for because he looks Asian to you. Doing it. So you feel that you were justified in the line of questioning. And I'll just ask you again, do you have any evidence that he's a member of the CCP? No, Martha, what I have is his record of working at companies that have been sanctioned because they are associated with and directed by the Chinese Communist Party or working at a company that has internal Chinese Communist Party committees. It's entirely reasonable to pursue a line of questioning about whether he himself, like his company, is subject to the influence of the Chinese Communist Party. And Martha, he wouldn't even answer questions at that hearing about whether, say, China is committing genocide against the Uyghur people or whether Xi Jinping is a dictator. What is he scared of? Why won't he answer those questions? Uh, he's the CEO of a company. He's not a diplomat. Um, and the Uyghur thing is... I don't know if it's possible to get good information about it because of the foggy uh, nature of the, the the media space around it and the information space around it. Uh, even Joe Biden, though, said that, yeah, the China, China's a dictatorship. He just said other countries are run uh, differently than this country, and we uh, sometimes have to deal with countries that have different forms of government. That was actually one of Joe Biden's uh, better moments, if if you ask me. It was a reasonable answer. And that could, he, that could have been his answer. He could have been, yeah, it seems like it's a dictatorship. And um, that's not, uh, you know, I'm an Amer I live in America and I'm from Singapore. So uh, that's all I know. Oh, man. Here's uh, J.D. Vance on uh, George Snuffleupagus' show. Uh, pretty good on uh, George Snuffleupagus here because he just uh, cut this guy's mic at some point. I think that what <laughs> Trump should do, like if I was giving him one piece of advice fire every single mid-level bureaucrat every civil servant in the administrative state replace them with our people and when the courts because you will get taken to court and then when the courts stop you stand before the country like andrew jackson did and say the chief justice has made his ruling now let him enforce it fire everyone in the government then defy the supreme court you think it's okay for the president to defy the supreme court no, no, George, I did not say fire everyone in the government. I said replace the mid-level bureaucrats with people who are responsive to the administration's agenda. Every civil servant in the administrative state. One of the problems, state. no, George, I said the mid-level bureaucrats, and one of the problems that we have in this government... You said every civil servant in the administrative state. Actually, who don't... Who, let me finish the, the answer, George. You asked the question. We have a major problem here with administrators and bureaucrats in the government who don't respond to the elected branches. Let's just give one very real-world example of this. In 2019, Donald Trump, having defeated ISIS, said that we should redeploy our troops in Syria and Jordan out of the region. You had multiple members of the Defense Department bureaucracy who fought him on that. So what happened? We have people who are sitting ducks in the Levant right now 
now, three of whom just got killed because the bureaucrats aren't listening to the political branches. That's a fundamental component of our government, George, that whoever is in charge, agree or disagree with them, you have to follow the rules. If those people aren't following the rules, then of course you've got to fire them. And of course, the president has to be able to run the government as he thinks he should. That's the way the Constitution works. It has been thwarted too much by the way our bureaucracy has worked over the past 15 years. The Constitution also says the president must abide by legitimate Supreme Court rulings, doesn't it? The Constitution says that the Supreme Court can make rulings, but if the Supreme Court, and look, I hope that they would not do this, but if the Supreme Court said the President of the United States can't fire a general, that would be an illegitimate ruling, and the President has to have Article II prerogative under the Constitution to actually run the military. He wasn't talking about a particular general or whatever. He was talking about just firing all the middle management in the entire administrative state. He's fit. This is just basic constitutional legitimacy. You're talking about a hypothetical where the Supreme Court tries to run the military. I don't think that's going to happen, George. But of course, if it did, the president would have to respond to it. There are multiple examples throughout American history of the president doing just that. You didn't say military in your answer, and you've made it very clear. You believe the president can defy the Supreme Court. Senator, thanks for your time this morning. No, 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 George. Roundtable's up next. We'll be right back. Uh, the dude was like, oh, you just came on here and lied about what you said and you tried to change the subject. So uh, goodbye. They need to do this more. They need to be like, all right, well, we're done here. I can't do this uh, because I, they don't do this because they want access. But having access to J.D. Vance isn't really that important. It's more important, actually, that you like inform your viewers to the best of your ability within the confines of your job. And I understand that working at like one of the big three legacy media companies sort of uh, hamstrings you in your ability to do that. But that was, that was pretty good shit right there. Um, and, uh, they, but they should just have Peter Thiel on just cut out the middleman, just have Peter Thiel on. Cause this guy's just a Peter Thiel stooge, honestly. Up next, apparently there's a new, uh, Arizona state GOP chair. And, um, she is exactly what you would think she is. Uh, she's cooked, but not from the, the heat in Arizona. We have to win the presidency in Arizona, and we have to win Kerry Lake. We don't take back the Senate unless Kerry Lake wins. You're saying, that, how can the Arizona GOP be dead broke in an election year with nine months to go? Uh, <laughs> Whoopsie. So I'm coming in. Um, I haven't seen the PNL. There hasn't been a, a, a profit and loss statement or uh, issued in, in the prior year. Um, so for a year? Term, for a year. So we, so we don't know where we don't know where we are, and we haven't known where we are for a year. That's correct. Jeez, oopsie. Correct. How did that happen? Unknown. So Unknown. Coming in. Uh, incompetence. On the election side, we have to litigate. Uh, we have to litigate now. We have a lot of lawsuits going on. We've got to get rid of the unmanned drop boxes. That lawsuit. Oh, the lawsuits. Probably where all the money went. Uh, you could, Shasta County knows a little something about that. Where did all the money go? Oh, we sued everyone and lost. That judgment is imminent. We're going to. But the courts in Arizona, I, I hear you. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I no, love no. the factor in the courts. I know you're an expert. But let me just posit I don't think the courts in Arizona have exactly cut our way as far as decisions. Has there yes. been any ruling in Arizona at all? You're the, you're the expert. Yes. I'm not. Yes. That has actually gone our way as far as election fraud? Yes, there are okay. two. Give me, and we give survived the motion to dismiss, so it's not final, but okay. that's the preliminary ruling from the judge. So the Dropbox 
case, which is in Yavapai, uh, and the signature verification case, which is also in Yavapai. So Yavapai is very red, it's very conservative, um, and we brought it, I think, early enough. What usually happens to us is we get into the election, and then the bad thing starts to happen. And yes, none of the judges will help us once the election starts. The third thing is this procedures manual thing. The legislature is going to join us this time. They have not well, they didn't done follow, that in they the didn't past. Fo- they didn't follow the procedures at all last time. That's one of the reasons. So the signature stuff, and I think the court's probably going to rule um, in so- some version of, of like the, what's obvious here. You're not going to hire a bunch of handwriting experts to check everybody's signature. First of all, handwriting expertise is a bit of a pseudoscience. But secondly, those people, even even... To, to the extent that they are professional people, they're not going to volunteer or work for cheap. That's going to be very expensive, and there might not be enough of them. Then what do you do? Right. Lost. So we're going to remove from him all of from these who? unlawful, from Secretary Fontes, okay. all of the procedures that are not Fontes, in the law. Fontes, who's the, who's the cartel lawyer, that Fontes, who's the cartel lawyer? That's now the second Fontes. Yeah. Now, now the Secretary of State of, uh, of Arizona. Who was the county recorder in Maricopa in the 2018 election, which is when we really start to, saw, to see things go off the rails. Started super bad, 18, 20 is worse, 22. They're, just, they're not even trying to hide it anymore in Maricopa. They're just breaking the seals on the tabulators and running ballots through. So um, this is what we can do is get in there now, eliminate the things that are the worst of the gaps in the system. And what, what we can do is keep spending money on these lawsuits and keep losing so we don't have any money for the actual election. That'll, that'll, that'll go great. Those? The unmanned drop boxes. Got it. The lack of any requirements. Like, what do they want? Um, unmanned drop boxes. What do they want? Do they want, like, a somebody with a gun standing by every drop box? verification so you see a video click 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 Um, and what's in this procedures manual will blow out the door so if we thought what we saw before was bad this is off the rails I mean it's worse than the other procedures it's a hundred percent worse and how do we block that that's that's what we're suing about now so the legislature is going to drop a lawsuit um, this week the AZGOP is going to drop a lawsuit this week Uh, and the funding is coming from why didn't um, DeWitt drop the why didn't mm. AZGOP drop this lawsuit six months ago the manual was released on December 30th. Okay, fine. Got it. Okay. Listen, you, you, and you've got a task in front of you. You've got to bring all these factions together, yes. number one, yes. and all work and unify thing. You've got to raise a ton of money, and that's normally the position. People say, hey, I want to be chairman of the state GOP. I keep telling folks, 99% of your job is to raise money, right? So you got to raise money. At the you got to pay for the lawsuit. Still the head and chief voter integrity person in Arizona. So explain to this audience how you're going to, any one of those efforts is a full-time gig. It is. How are you, okay, so that's three full-time gigs. How is Gina Svoboda, are you Superwoman? I am. I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, you're Wonder Woman? I'm, I'm fueled by God. Well, the president, I know I'm fueled I, by I God. Uh, maybe you should uh, hire some staff. Oh, wait, you'd have to have money or know whether or not you have money if you're going to hire some staff. Oopsie. Empowered by the Holy Spirit? Empowered by, yeah, I'm wearing amen. the armor of God. Amen, amen. You know? amen. I mean, and if the person... I think that the reason uh, that God made me my nerdly election self is for this time, <laughs> so that the person that's because there's been a lot of. I didn't times, want to say that. I said we got a, <laughs> I mean, a Arizona GOP is kind of a nerd, but hey, <laughs> nerds for the win. Awesome. But but I, but I really like. We've you're, raised, had, you're saying you're raised up for a reason. Amen. Mm-hmm.
Okay. We've had in the past, like I sat in. in yeah, the- Steve Bannon doesn't seem very convinced to any of this. He's like, oh, lady, you're going to lose the whole fucking thing. You're, we're going to lose the Senate because you're stupid. War room where the lawyers are, as, as you know, in 22 and in 20. I was with And you. I've seen things happening for 27 days. We have 27 days of early voting. So the stuff starts to happen right away. And as soon as that starts to happen, you know, just just Gina is like yelling flag on the play. I need a lawyer. I need to go to court. I need this. I need that. And that's going to pay for any of that. Can't even buy the flag. I, I was not going to run for this. Uh, the president called me and said, you need to do this. That would and be President Trump. That would. Yes. <laughs> the one and only president. I'm um, so to me, the president, right? The real president. The president. And, and, he, uh, and he said that you have to do this. Yes. And I said, yes, sir. I'm that, in. That's perfect. I'll fight for every vote. <laughs> oh, oh, Bannon did not seem very convinced. Bannon seemed like he thought that uh, maybe she was full of shit. He didn't just say you're full of shit, but you can tell when this guy thinks people are full of shit. He's uh, kind of transparent. <clears throat> he wears his uh, cold black heart on his sleeve in a lot of ways, you know? <clears throat> Did you know that in Pennsylvania, uh, name-calling is actually uh, election interference. Here's a State Senator Doug Mastriano talking about how if you call somebody a Christian nationalist, that's actually election interference. Far extreme left semi, you know, neo-fascist magazines in New York, um, you know, bashing Christians that are active, you know, and making these outlandish, ridiculous accusations that Christian churches and Christians should not be active in politics. And, you know, and, and, you know, because they're being you know, overwhelmingly what is this background? to Trump and to conservative candidates such as me. And uh, that's all uh, election interference attempt to drive down the hmm? motivation and morale of Christians to, to be active. And you don't want to be called names. You know, when they call you Christian nationalists, they're calling you a Nazi. That, that's the way. It's like calling somebody a racist, you know, that that's their code word. These these actual neo-fascists who hate you and your country and free speech, they want to suppress you. We don't have. It's okay if you call them names, but it's not okay if they call you names. Problem uh, in Pennsylvania or America with with too many Christians being active. We have a problem with too few Christians being active. But they are afraid of us because they do know that if we actually step up and start to activate the rest of the Christian base, that they won't get in. And that's, they've got a fear of that. And the fact they have a fear of it says... A lot of Christians who are Democrats. It could happen. Uh, we need it to happen, but we need all to do our part. Yep. I see Tammy on here and Mary expressing our support. And uh, their support, and they, they've been, they were part of the solution, and, you know, and so Which after, you know, the results of 2020. <laughs> we need more Christians to vote. Oh, no, no, not those Christians. Because, like, uh, fucking, there's a lot, of, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of fucking, a lot of Christians who are Democrats. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're about an hour in, and usually at this point, we uh, have a bit of a palate cleanser, and this while probably uh, copyright infringement is one of the most wholesome things I've seen on the internet in quite some time. Check out what's going on in this classroom. Why this song? It's as loud as it gets, so you guys have to be quiet. 
incredibly wholesome also like if you don't sing along with that song you have no soul i don't care if you've ever been on a country road or interested in, in the country <clears throat> biggest city slicker in the world <clears throat> will scream that west virginia line also that's back from when being a being like a hillbilly or a country boy was not so necessarily uh, politically tied to bad things and most then actually, there's a lot of great people out there in the in the sticks. It's one of the things I've uh, learned doing this podcast. I had to disabuse myself of some of the biases I held about people who don't live in big cities. Now, from uh, the best thing we're going to see about a school this week to the worst thing we're going to see about a school this week. This is uh, this comes from um, I don't even know where it's from. It's just this is from Reddit. Um, and, uh, this is a school board meeting. This is, uh, I don't know where it's from. If anybody can find out where the school board meeting is from, I would appreciate it because we do a show on Tuesday night. It's all about school board meetings and board supervisor meetings and, uh, city council meetings. And I'd like to find out where this is because maybe, uh, there's uh, more cooked shit happening in this meeting and no chat. This isn't from Shasta. Good evening, cowards. Rick Hebert, 97 Spruce Lane. Nice to see a, a bunch of fat, ugly women. <gasps> oh my fucking God. What? Excuse you. What? The, guy, the guy at the other meeting we watched at a happy day would rush this fucking dude. What? Can we see the agenda? No, 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 no. They're fat, ugly no. women is what they are. We're Let's that. talk about it. Uh, We're not having that. You don't have speech. to buy. Okay, everybody, stop. Let let Mr. Hubbard Hebbard Hebbard speak, please. I call him Mr. Hubbard, fuck it. Enough. Go ahead, Rick. And we wonder why children are retarded stupid today. We wonder why. We wonder why when we have these these pathetic people here called teachers rape the children's mind. What? And if you people are too stupid to know what rape is, it's called control. Whoa, dude. Good evening, cowards. Dude, dude, like fucking, whoa. Can we find out where that was? Can we find, because that, I mean, unless that meeting is totally normal, um, and this guy is just an asshole, but like the people in the, in the fucking background were like, what the fuck? Which is uh, the appropriate response, actually. Up next, we got some satanic, uh, Church of Satan um, has a, a derailed uh, House Resolution 1 up in Idaho, and it was it's about like religious schools. 
So uh, check out this uh, bit of derailing. There's two videos in this in this uh, article that I found. Rowan, state your name and who you represent. We'll give you two minutes today for public testimony. Hello, my name is Rowan Astra. I represent Satanic Idaho. I'm here to support this. Um, personally, I'm excited about the ability to truly represent religious plurality, which is a value that's upheld in Idaho and the United States of America. So I look forward to the opportunity to be able to start a satanic K through 12 performing arts school and being able to have access to the same funds that any other religious school would have. And uh, with that, I'll end my testimony. <laughs> Oopsie. Careful what you wish for. And here's another, here's another clip from that, um, from that meeting. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, Representative Barbieri. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Catherine, I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, what your legal perspective would be that if this uh, provision was passed by the electorate, uh, would that result in equal distribution of public funds to Satanists and other uh, what we might call re uh, fringe religious uh, beliefs or organizations? Just, just to be careful, let's not label any one religion fringe or not fringe. Fringe or not fringe. Because we're not uh, gonna label things. Whatever fringe. your particular flavor of religion is, someone might think this it's is fringe. The, and this so is the point I think to Mr. Chairman. Can you so, rephrase that question? Yes. I, I'm just curious about the the distribution of public funds to religious organizations. Some may be disfavored by the populace, maybe not disfavored, but the the point is what are we looking at here in terms of the distribution of public funds and the so-called equality of that distribution? Catherine? Um, Chairman and Representative Barbieri, uh, it would. It would allow any any religious group to utilize any benefit that's offered by the state. And obviously today we are not specifically talking about any specific benefit or bill or potential bill. But generally speaking, yes, it would be open to all faiths. Um, obviously with the, um, I would say, safeguards that are within the law, meaning um, a person has a right to the free exercise of religion, uh, and the government can only step in if it has a compelling interest that's narrowly tailored called strict, that's called strict scrutiny. So if someone's free exercise of religion is, is something so concerning that the state has a compelling interest in prohibiting it, the state has the ability to do that. Oh, oopsie. <laughs> I bet that bill got that, that bill. Oopsie. That's what they, 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 the other thing they could do is like, you could just go up there and be like, oh, well, what, what about Scientology? I mean, nobody wants Scientology taught in schools, but the problem is with Scientology and uh, Church of Satan being recognized as religious groups, you just, you got to let them allow everyone or allow no one. And I'm going with allow no one and just keep the school secular. But that's just my take. <laughs> I'd go to the, I'd go check out the Satan school. I'd just be like, can I get a tour? I'd wear my Live, Laugh, Lucifer shirt. They'd love me. Up next, it's all Obama's fault. No matter what it is, no matter, no matter what's going on, just blame it on Obama. I'm not even sure what this guy's talking about, but it's Obama's fault. Floyd, full disclosure here, you're not just the founder of Western Journal. You're also Carrie Lake's uh, manager, campaign manager. That's correct? I get that right? <laughs> 
Oh, oopsie. Well, my title is campaign chairman. That's what and, I said, uh, campaign I'm, chairman. Yeah, and I'm I'm very active in the campaign and 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 very close. I know this has nothing to do with the content here, but that guy's got like a like a really nice microphone, and you can tell that what we're hearing is his uh, laptop mic. I hate when people do uh, that. Both her and her husband, and uh, they're just wonderful people. And and uh, I really felt led of the Holy Spirit to be involved in her campaign as as uh, as as part of my 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 worship in 2024. Ah, <laughs> oh, dumbass. All right. Up next. This is uh this person's very Jesus like. This is uh Mark Burns. We've seen Mark Burns on uh Reawaken America tour, which I believe the last Reawaken America event ever is gonna be happening this year. So we'll be covering that. And here's uh, Mark Burns, just a very, very Christ-like in his uh, Christianity. I want us all to get along. At the end of the day, our true enemies is Satan, also uh, the Democratic Party and their their evil policies. Not the Democratic Party, but the policies that they're pushing. Right. Right. The, right. the evil policies that they're pushing. And so that, that that's who our real enemy is. Again, Nancy Mace and others like her, uh, you know, we'll stand together on, on, on issues that we can stand together on. But again... Uh, that you can't be too in the middle of the road. At some point, you got to just choose a side and know that this is the Lord's side and the other side is the devil's side. Oh, that's the Lord's side. That's what that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, everybody who agrees with you uh, loves God. Everybody who disagrees with you is the devil. Uh, that's what Jesus said, right? Got any Christians here that can confirm that for us? That's right, right? That's, that's what it says in the Bible. That's, that's what he said. We got uh, Tony Perkins up next. Tony Perkins has been a long time, actually, since we had a clip of Tony Perkins on the show. Uh, Tony Perkins, not the world's biggest fan of uh, Ilana Omar, if you could imagine that. All right. So following a speech in which Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar seemed to place the interest of Somalia above those of the United States, some Republicans have called for Omar's resignation, noting that her speech emphasized the need to protect the borders of Somalia which she referred to as our land. Now, this was in her district. This was in the state of Minnesota. Uh, the problem was that she was not speaking English. She was speaking in her native tongue. And so she has disputed the translation of the speech, but she did repost a translation that quoted her as saying, while I am in Congress, no one will take Somalia's seas and our land will not be balkanized. Now, I would think that she's, since she's in America and she's a member of Congress, our land would be like our land, not Somalia's land. Um, this raises a lot of questions. Uh, joining me now to, to discuss this is Ken Klukowski, former senior counsel in the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice and a former special counsel in the White House's Office of Management and Budget. He has litigated constitutional cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. He joins us by phone. Ken, welcome back to Washington Watch. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me, Tony. So, Ken, I, I, I want to give. I want to be very clear about this. I, I, I. I you know, I speak English, okay? And so I, I can't. Right, well, thanks. I want to be very clear about something. I also speak English, some Spanish too. Interpret uh, her uh, speech that she made to Somalis in Minnesota in her native language. 
So uh, I'm going to, you know, it, she's disputing the translation, so I'm, I'm not going to press that too hard. But I think that in itself is a question that, you know, here we have a member of Congress that we have to try to interpret her speech into English, translate her speech into English. Well, we don't, there are people, sir, there are people, come on now, sir, there are translators. Pretty nice set. I figure you could hire a translator. Hey. Yeah, Tony, I appreciate the balanced way with which you're addressing that. Uh, I, too, note, noticed uh, as I was preparing for this segment that, of course, everything I'm reading is an English translation uh, of these remarks said in a foreign language. Uh, and so, you know, you always... England's a foreign country. ...be objective and you're trying to be fair. You know, you're, you're always trying to keep in mind okay, how much of a spin on the ball might, might I be dealing with here? And so I'm, I'm so grateful that you framed it that way because we want to be fair to everyone, including people that we disagree with. The general tenor, unless it was the grossest of mistranslation, unless it is just deliberate deception, and we haven't seen any, any you know, proffered, other translation that would be fundamentally different from what we've all been reading. She was speaking of herself, it appears, as a Somali more than an American. Uh, and, and I think that, that, that is, that's disturbing in that, first of all, on, on two counts, first of all, she became an American citizen in the year 2000. As part of her oath of citizenship, as someone who was not born here, she has to take an oath and go through a process to become an American. And in that oath, she swore that she would reject all foreign allegiances and that she would give her allegiance first and foremost to the United States of America, that that would be her country now, even against her former country, if necessary. Of course, you, you hope that's not the case, but that's part of the citizenship oath, is you're saying you if America actually goes into conflict with the land I, I came from, I will stand with right. America against the land I was born in. And so that is the baseline. And then on top of that, she then took an oath of office right. to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, which charges her to be a representative of the hundreds of thousands of people in her district of Minnesota, not any particular religious or ethnic group. A lot of them happen to be Somali, and she gave a speech to them in the fucking their 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 language that many of them speak. There's, that's what they're mad at. They're they're mad that she didn't deliver the speech in English. That's I think that's all they're mad at. They just won't say it, but I think that's all they're mad at. From Somalia or anywhere else, her job is to represent the people of her district in the United States House of Representatives, and no one else. Right. She pledges allegiance to that, uh, to, to bear truth and allegiance to 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 the Constitution and to the United States. So. The, the fact that she would be talking in, in, in fact, one, to paraphrase one translation of this, is that she basically said she would be working for the interest of Somalia in the Congress. I mean, that, is that not a, a, it's a to paraphrase, to paraphrase, why, why you got to paraphrase it? Office? 
That is frightening, and that certainly is. And this is where, again, we say with the caveat that it was spoken in a language that I don't speak and you don't speak. But, you know, um, unless the English... Did they read a translation or did they read a a paraphrasation? That we've all been reading. Unless they are nothing short of propaganda and totally divorced from from the from the actual language that was used, that unless that is the case, and one would think if that were the case, that stories would have come out yeah. to that effect, saying, you know, they say these words mean this, they mean something totally different. Right. With that caveat, absolutely, it is. So I mean, this was this was a very disturbing sentiment that she expressed, even if one or two words got garbled in right. translation. Um. Yeah. And, and Ken, to me, it, it speaks to how our immigration, both legal and illegal immigration systems are broken. Wait, what? Because it was supposed to become a, a people want to become a part of the American family, not tear it apart. Ken Kulkowski, we're out of time. Always uh, appreciate your insights on these issues. So a couple things, you, uh, a couple things here. One, uh, the thing you said at the end, this is a sign that our immigration system is broken. Um, I think this is a sign that our immigration system works. That somebody came here from uh, fucking Somalia is uh in 2000 and is now a u.s house representative representing a district very popular in her district so that's actually a, if you ask me that's uh, supposed to be the fucking american dream uh but also we've all heard the term lost in translation it doesn't always mean that the translation that the words weren't translated correctly there are colloquialisms there are like turns of phrase that when you translate them directly to another language, they don't necessarily mean the same thing as what they would mean if they were trans- when they're translated directly like word for word into another language. There's sarcasm that you might not pick up in translation. There are any number of things that a direct translation from one language to another is not going to pick up on. That is why an organization that has money, like, Tony Perkins could have gotten a native Somali speaker, native speaker of what, I don't know what language uh, they speak in Somalia. She could have got the native uh, speaker to not only explain, like translate it word for word, but also explain the nuance and some of the slang or colloquialism to the extent that they know it. Cause there may be regional slang that we're not going to pick up on all kind of shit, all kind of shit. Like there's, there's a word in Spanish, it's a bicho and it means bug. And but it also, in certain parts of Mexico, it means that's my bicho, that's my homie. But in other parts of Mexico, you don't want to call another man that because you're calling him a little bug. And so that's like just one thing off the top of my head, right, that I can think of that you, you just lose it in translation because you're like, what's up, bug? And it's like, what? Because it doesn't mean that in the context of what's being said. And that. If I can think of an example from Spanish, a language I barely even speak well anymore, that it's got to be all, there's got to be stuff like that all up in every language, all over the place. English, there's stuff where just coastal, different coastal dialects where you say things that means different stuff. Like, people are so stupid. Up next, here's a mega prophet, Hank Kuhneman. He is going to uh, talk about uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus was uh, apparently an alpha, alpha, not um, not one of them beta males, an alpha. Jesus wasn't this nice little limp-wristed, weak-kneed little. Whoa! You know, 
guy that walked around. I've seen Jesus. He's a man's man. Wait, what? So I told, you know, I, I want to tell it to him next time I see him. I'm going to tell him, Jesus, you're a man's man, man. <laughs> I mean, where I'm from, man's man means something a little different than maybe what he, that's another one, right? A man's man in another another language that could that could be like if you directly translate that from english to another language somebody might think you mean that someone's a homosexual that it's a, a man who who likes men and you just it's a man's man you, you could think of the, because that's a it's a turn of phrase like we were just talking about that it could mean something else in someone if you translate it directly in another country because they wouldn't understand the context of it they wouldn't understand like the social the societal context it's really interesting actually that just it just happened that I put the one clip after the other. Here's Tim Pool. Oh God, my docket just says uh, maybe if you had uh, different kinds of guests on, you wouldn't have this problem. Uh, Tim Pool, check this out. I think it's only fair that I don't take the heat for what you said, Jesse. And I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm getting people. Actually, uh, you 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 are responsible um, if you're not pushing back. You're responsible for what your guests say on your show attacking my character now for having had to take the show down because you made two illusions to killing people so i'm not trying to be a dick right now but like i've got 500 messages of like what the fuck are you doing why are you taking the show down are you fucking with us you're I, trying to make money so i thought youtube took the show down no i had to take the show down okay. i had to take the show down because you made two illusions within like the span of a couple minutes to murdering people okay after i explicitly stated in the pre-show do not make illusions to violence Okay. Then went on to explain, we keep having people come here and saying they want people killed or people should kill people or they can be killed or things like that. 18 minutes into the show, you had made two allusions to one was the helicopter thrown over the Pacific Ocean. That's kind of like a fuck. We're going to get we're going to get hit for that probably. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But then you said you can go kill the human smugglers for all I care. And it's just like, that's it. Like, it's not it's not a YouTube thing. It's Rumble would take us down for this. I've had the conversations with Rumble about it. And so it's a question of. For the people who are right now, who are slamming me, claiming that it's a big news day and I intentionally took the show down for fake reasons to make money. What, no matter what platform we're on, that show would be removed okay. and we would face legal liability. And so the question is, can we have a show if we persist? That show would be deleted and that would be the end of it. Okay. So all I can do is say, okay, well, that's it. You know, like I, I, I tried. I tried. Uh, maybe don't have guests on who are um, um, known for calling for violence. But then who would he have on his show? Also, like, <clears throat> that's kind of unprofessional to have that conversation on the air, right? I think you have that conversation behind closed doors and you go, I can't have you on my show anymore. You just called for violence twice during my show. I can't have you on my show anymore. Um, I don't know why he did that on his show, um, probably to placate, uh, his audience so that he could be like, wow, it's really just YouTube and rumble because that's what some part of his audience is going to get. And some other part of his audience that wants to pretend he's like a, a decent guy who just, just talks about controversial issues. Maybe they're going to be like, well, see, even see Tim doesn't want that. And what Tim doesn't want is the ramifications of his decisions to have these people on his show. He wants these people on his show. He's con constantly talking about the coming civil war. He talks about the civil war like he wants it. And I think that's violent rhetoric. So I don't know, Tim, uh, I think you did this to yourself, man. What do we, what do you say? Congratulations, Tim, you played yourself.
Up next, and it's our last story on the regular docket before we go into red light, it's uh, Laura Loomer. Um, this might have been good fodder for the intellectual, intellectual Dollar Tree, but I decided um, not to put this on the Intellectual Dollar Tree. Here is Laura Loomer going full bell curve on your ass. As we talked about tonight in the monologue, we have a serious crisis in this country as it relates to Ilhan Omar. And look, everybody knows why I was originally banned on all social media sites, okay? I was banned everywhere because I exposed Ilhan Omar. I exposed her for being the jihadist infiltrator that she was. Oh, what does that say? What does it say? And then she... um. Then she handcuffed herself to the Twitter building and then they br somebody brought her coffee and then uh, she asked the police to unhandcuff her when she had to pee. It was amazing. Okay, that's so cute. We put a hat on the dog. Now he, uh, he has some glasses and a hat on. Isn't he so cute? Wow, look at that. Look how cute you are. He's adorable. Dog is cute. Derek, well, <laughs> the media told me that I wasn't able to talk about Ilhan Omar unless I had um, a person of color, a black individual, per se. Oh, on the, no. On the show tonight. And since Evan Power has canceled, we now have Derek. Derek the dog, our black dog, to come in and talk about <laughs> another black with dog, this. Ilhan Omar. <laughs> no. So we're going to talk about her tonight. Uh, Ilhan Omar, as we all know, uh, from Somalia, wasn't even born in this country, hates this country. She's a jihadist. She's pro-Sharia. And um, None of this I is got true. banned on all social media because I had originally exposed the fact that Ilhan Omar married her brother. Oh, but she didn't. And uh, despite the fact that she committed immigration fraud, that her district is now uh, listed as the number one ISIS recruitment location in the entire country, uh, according to the FBI uh, statistics, does this the, does the, where is still able to be in Congress, and it wasn't until recently. But like if her she, district, what do you mean her district? Well, that that somebody has to represent the district. He was removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee in Congress, right? So, uh, it's a huge problem because as we've as I've exposed over the years, and and uh, we'll cut to a full screen graphic right now. We're going to play this video so that you can see what we're talking about. Now everybody is finally up in arms talking about everything that I have been saying for the longest time because Ilhan Omar apparently, I guess it was for a re-election campaign event. She, her, her district is literally like Somalia. Okay. What? Uh, Ilhan Omar uh, pretty much represents Somalia. They call, what the they fuck? call Minneapolis Somalia or little Somalia because when you go, you go down the street and all you see are people from Somalia with 10 kids, right? Because these people are breeding like rabbits. Ooh, wow, there's a lot going on here. I guess they've never heard of something called birth control. <laughs> Unfortunate for us. But a lot of people, that will, never mind. Uh, unfortunate for Western civilization. Oh, dude, this is some great replacement uh, shit. Who doesn't subscribe to the Islamist ideology because these people are having 10, 15 children a pop and they're teaching their kids to hate Christians, to hate Jews, to hate Americans and to just really what the you know, fuck? be on our society. All these people end up being on welfare and they don't really sustain themselves. And if you go to Little Mogadishu, as they call it, you'll see all these people, right? Like with their EBT cards and their Escalades. And it's like, how does a, a woman in a hijab? Oh no, it's the fucking, it's a welfare queen rhetoric that goes all the way back to Reagan and probably before Reagan, right? Uh, drive an Escalade. And then she has a, 
you know, she has 10 kids and. Well, what year is the Escalade? You can pick up a old beat up Escalade for a couple grand. Like EBT cards and food stamps. How does that work exactly? Right. Low quality like vehicles. Modern actually. day jihadi welfare queens. And this is her, her district is really ground zero for this. And my friend Ami Horowitz actually uh, went there. We can find this video and play it too after we play this clip. But my friend Ami Horowitz, a, he's a Jewish guy. He's really funny. He, he does a lot of these kind of like man on the street interviews. He actually went to Minneapolis a while ago and asked people there if they support Sharia law. And uh, we'll play that clip for you tonight because I want to show you, as we talked about in the segment tonight, how people will say, oh, well, Ilhan Omar is a naturalized citizen now. She was a refugee, so uh, she's American. What are you talking about? No, she's American in name only. There's nothing American about this woman. Ooh. She hates America. Ooh. She uh, uh, married her own brother. She uh, That was, is just not true. She did not. This is untrue. Sleeping with her consultant, okay? Uh, she has praised ISIS. She has praised Hamas. She refuses to condemn Hamas. And now... Now, it's not a conspiracy. She's openly admitting on camera that she works for the Somalis, that she's actually a Somali foreign agent in Congress, and that she's, she's going fucking, she's a spy, everybody. Fucking to spy. use her access in Congress as a foreign agent to work on behalf of Somalia, which is controlled by jihadist radicals. So go ahead and play this clip. There's two clips. Uh, because you can play your own clip down now, and now there's all these calls for deportation, but we're going to play this clip and you can just see for yourself, uh, what a Trojan horse this woman is and why not only should we make a law in this country that says that you can only serve an office if you were actually born in this country and that you are a naturalized citizen, not a birthright citizen anchor baby like Nikki Haley, but you actually, dude, Nikki Haley was born in the United States of America. I do not like Nikki Haley, but Nikki Haley was born in the United States of America. Need to be born in this country and be a naturalized, uh, a natural born citizen, not a birthright citizen. We, not a birthright citizen, but a natural, what is the natural, what is the difference? Wait, you were born here. That's what, that's what it means. Natural born. That means you were born in the United States of America. Um, and we have that rule for the president. A natural born citizen. Also too, I'm firmly in favor of, <laughs> I don't give a shit who this pisses off. They're going to call me an Islamophobe. I just don't care anymore, if you can't tell. I just don't care for the optics cucking. I just don't care for anybody's feelings anymore. Because at the end of the day, they're never going to say anything nice about me. So why should I care about what they think about me? I just don't care. I don't want people who practice this ideology of Islam being able to serve in office. I Great, then vote against them. I think it's inappropriate for Islamists to hold elected office in this country. It's a national security risk. This is a Christian country. I say that as a Jew. Jews represent less than 2% of our population. But uh, I think that the only thing you should really be taking your oath of office on is the Constitution, which is derived from the Bible. No, okay? it's not. Whether no, they, they put are... it first, actually. I'm, I'm, I just, they just put, they put it first that it is, uh, they, Literally, if you're taking your oath on the Constitution, one of the first things in the Constitution is there shall be no religious test to hold office. It's they put it first, lady, you stupid fuck. They put it first. It was first.
a Christian or a Jew, I think that we can all agree that our values are the same. Okay, we we may have a few discrepancies, but at the end of the day, right, our values and and our 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 love for this country is rooted in the fact that we are not a savage people. Okay, and we don't subscribe to Sharia law. So calling I, I calling people that are different than you savages is pretty racist. On this, I really think that it's important for the Quran to be banned from being used as some a book that you can actually take your oath of office. Yeah, you have a you just have a problem with the First Amendment. On as a member of Congress, I think that they should uh, ban the ability of lawmakers to take their oath of office on the Quran. So we're going to play this clip, and you should see why. Like you'll you'll see why after watching this clip. agreement <laughs> Also, like the other thing, she the other thing. Look, she just she's like not only is this a, a language that where there's going to be like little stuff that's lost in translation. She's also not fluent, so she's going to be speaking uh, sometimes maybe in an inartful way in uh, Somali. She just said she's not fluent. So far, there's nothing wrong with this. ودنكمريكنكنكمتاغيرايو <laughs> What's in the parentheses there? Like the the parenthesis, like the parenthesis, the parentheses is the person who wrote the translation or whatever they're editorializing, right? Danger like Ignore everything in the parentheses and brackets. Marka Wahan where Minnesota you Somali the Melkas to Kunol Aderkiya had the Murdoka had lay. Even Kagaham Baliena, I see that with the school with the Duman to him. See that at Kuligin, who got up stacked in Madhuin Hina because Ubehanga in Kuligin and got up stagno. Somalia was Somali. 
Somalia wa hal walaalan wadan hay dulkeena laga ma kala qeybsanaayo dulal ba naga ma qanaan raadsanayna insha Allah mar maalinta laakiin inta aan haysan hadda lama lama kala qeybinaayo marka waa mahadsantihiin dhamaantiin sidaad ii sharaftiino marka saad iigu soo dhaweysiin ilaahay idin sharfo assalamu alaykum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh I think we need to send her back to the Somali war zone. She she said that she What the fuck? Yo, okay, a couple things. One, anything in the brackets or the uh parentheses, I don't know if that was adding context or if that was editorializing by the uh person who wrote the translation. Um other thing that's real important is she laughed at herself for not being fluent in uh, the language she was speaking. So there's a high chance that she, um, when you translate it, that she's going to misspeak or she's going to say things that maybe she doesn't have the right words for. You know how sometimes in your own language you're like searching for the words for what you're saying? Think about it if it's not the language that you speak day to day. Who knows? You wanted to escape. I think we need to deport her, and uh, she needs to be expelled from Congress. She's a national security threat. I mean, in the in the clip there, she said she's working on behalf of the Somalis and that she's going to force America to do what Somalia wants. Why do we want to have our country do the bidding of al-Shabaab? Like, what, what are we going to do? We're going to take orders from all these um from all these people that sleep in caves and have sex what? with goats in Al Shabaab. What the I mean, fuck? Honestly, is this? Is this? Yo, that's enough of do? this. That's I, enough I, of I this. I know folks. it's personal, right? Because these people are like. Oh wait, we didn't even get to the race and IQ right part. Fuck. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I say this, but you actually can pull up the IQs. So I really do believe in IQ science. I do believe that, you know, there there's a lot to be said about people of different backgrounds with higher and lower IQs, right? Like they often say that Ashkenazi Jews have the highest IQ out of any group of people. You can look this up yourself. And uh, some of the people that have the lowest IQs are Somalis, okay? And it's because there's a problem with inbreeding in Somalia. What the fuck? And the average IQ- We've been over this on the intellectual Somalia dollar tree, like just fucking ad nauseum. It's um, an IQ test is just the result of your test. One particular day, the IQ tests were- uh, they're going to tend to favor the people who designed the tests. So if we give, uh, even if we translate it pretty well, it's still not going to, uh, things get lost in translation. You look it up is actually 70. And so can we get a graphic on this so that people, t <laughs> I know that media matters. It's going to go crazy. They're going to have, that's who we got this clippers. from. They're going to have to hire overtime clippers tonight to clip all this tonight. I don't give a shit. I honestly don't care. Anyway. Um, it's 70 at 70 points. So if you go to Google and you type in IQ chart, no, IQ, go to IQ chart by uh, type in IQ, go to IQ Somali. So go to Somali IQ. There's a chart by UNICEF. Like it was actually UNICEF. I think it's a Somali IQ UNICEF. Anyway, we'll find it. We're going to pull it up, but long story She's short. She's like, okay. UNICEF did it, I'm sure, but we'll find it. There was... Um, a study done that showed or type an average IQ in Somalia. Type an average IQ Somalia. Again, I don't really give a shit who this pisses off. Show prep, do show prep. 
I'm kind of over it all, honestly. Yeah, UNICEF's not doing IQ tests. Just being honest. It's actually 68. Wow, I was being quite gener generous. So uh, these are... But this is just from some random person on Twitter. Look at, they're like, what happened to UNICEF? This is just somebody on Twitter. It's the average IQ uh, from people, I guess in that region, whatever. In Somalia, the average IQ is 68. In the United States of America, okay, doctors consider a child or an individual to be uh, clinically mentally retarded. We don't use that word. Actually considered to be yeah, from the uh, bell curve. eligible for a diagnosis of mental retardation. Ooh, except that there's no, that is, there's no such diagnosis anymore. If your IQ is below 70. And so, you know, when you look at the fact that Ilhan Omar <laughs> comes from a country where the average IQ is below the medical definition of of mental retardation okay could we <laughs> could we you need to uh, but i mean we all i'm sorry that slur keeps happening here i'm sorry everybody like i should have listened to this i maybe could have bleeped that out it's what we're dealing with okay this is what this is what ilhan omar and her supporters represent right like we're actually talking about mental retardation here and again so, could you stop it first? We okay we don't use that is not a term it's not clinically used anymore also <clears throat> clinicians in in, in this, whatever field she thinks she's talking about don't even use like what we would think of as an iq test anymore cognitive any kind of like cognitive test that just spits out a number is going to be incredibly biased and unreliable. We have somebody like this in Congress. I mean, honestly, is it really acceptable to have somebody who's so inbred that they have an IQ that is okay? This is a, a IQ is not okay. Their IQ doesn't exist really. She's talking about the results of somebody taking a particular test on a particular day. Whether or not you had breakfast before the test is probably going to impact your score on any kind of standardized test. Legally classified as mental retardation. Could you, no, no, we don't classify. We don't. We don't. That's not a classification. That's enough. That's that's fucking enough. That's enough. That's I fucking I hate this shit so much. We've gone over this like when we've gone over this on the intellectual dollar tree, at least the fucking ghouls that talk about IQ like Sam Harris and fucking Jordan Peterson, and all them, at least they have the fucking decency to not drop the r slur over and over and over and over and over again when they talk about it uh, iq is a pseudoscience it is uh the 20th century not the 21st century the 20th century's version of phrenology you are not going to determine how well someone uh, solves new problems and adapts to their environment based on one fucking test you're certainly not going to test people whose culture is very different than yours using your test from your culture because some stuff again gets lost in translation, and even if the even if they get the right answer, they got the wrong answer. Uh, just real quick before we uh, before we close out here, I remember uh, one example that I thought was really good was uh, in the '60s and the '70s. Really common for uh, a young black girl, her name to be Ruby, and on the IQ on an IQ test was what is what is a Ruby? Black kid might say that's my sister's name. That would be the wrong answer, even though it's the right answer. Also, you can see the socioeconomic bias, right? Because it doesn't matter whether you're black or not. If you're poor you might, and you're young, you might not know what the fuck a ruby is because you ain't never seen one because grandma don't got rubies.
Well, anyway, I hate that shit. I'm glad we're going into red light. Red light's going to be infuriating, but in a, a different way. Uh, thanks everybody for hanging out for the podcast version of this show. Anybody listening uh, on the podcast, you can uh, get the whole show at a patreon.com slash echoplex, $5 level or higher, or uh, eplex.store, uh, $5 level or higher, $5 is the lowest uh, level there. I uh, prefer eplex.store uh, because I really like fourth wall a lot better than Patreon. And, um, also, you get discounts on the, the swag in my shop if you sign up there, and uh, you don't get that automatically via Patreon. Though, if you sign up for Patreon, you hit me up. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm your patron. Can I get a discount? I'd be like, yep. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, live viewers, uh, stick around. Change the color lights in my studio. Change the content of my beverage, and we'll be back with red light. As always, this is Periscope. The song is called Boomers, and uh, we'll be right back. Left is best.
the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.